transmission. Where a model of control.com gains a voice. We're back again, a bit later than planned. Again. <laughs> Hi, this is Adam. And Daisy. This is Transmission 020, the third time we're getting through the letter M, and the last, because we will move on to N next time. We're talking about industrial music, the ages Z of, and where are we going next? Well, if you don't know, I certainly don't. Oh, this lockdown's driving us all mad, clearly. Uh, Obviously, this is recorded in the teeth of the lockdown in London, and we probably should have recorded this a bit earlier. Yeah, maybe this lockdown will get a few more recorded, but we've said that before about things and we haven't, so who knows? Yeah, quite, quite. But we are going to be continuing our trip through the world of industrial music, which will mean that we'll be taking some diversions along the way, some stuff that Daisy likes, some stuff that I like, some stuff that you definitely don't like. Yay. I can promise you that this week. <sighs> Yeah, I know, I'm sorry, but you know, we have to go Should through all the bits. Bit yeah, let's get on with it. Let's do the first bit. This is a, a small band from Nottingham called Method Cell. <laughs> Least 
That was the much-missed Method Cell uh, with the Fallacy Exhibit A, which was released on the Resistance Festival soundtrack of 2013 out on DWA. Needless to say, they played Resistance that year. Which I think was the year that I didn't go to? Yes, it was the year that I got really drunk with Alex Kennedy from I Die, You Die. Yes. Yes, it was a messy weekend of that. It was fun, but it was messy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was Method Cell were one of those bands that supported everybody at Corp and Nottingham and places like that when Bleep tours came through, and they were pretty good. I don't know what happened to them actually because they released an album; it was very good, and a couple of singles. Went away, came back, played a couple more shows, and then vanished again. It's kind of a shame, really, because they were one of those bands that probably could have done something good, but never quite worked out. Hey ho! Yeah. Anything you like? It was it was alright. I mean. I don't really feel like I've got much to say one way or the other on that one. It just sort of... It's the sort of thing I can imagine hearing early on in a club where I'm not really ready to dance yet. Just sort of getting the, the sort of scene set rather than me going, oh, great track, or oh, fuck off, no. Just sort of background. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, well, that's a middling yeah. start. Well, I'm going to move on to something more classic now. And I think you know, but I'm not really sure. And I think we've got a story about this one. But anyway, this is Meat Beat Manifesto.
Meet Beat Manifesto with I Am Electro from the compilation EP Original Fire of 1997. Wow. They've been going along a lot longer than that. Jack Danger started them in what, 1987, I think? Wow. Proper pioneers in like kind of dancey electro and sampling and nicking ideas from just about every genre going. Radio Babylon takes from various reggae samples and I think... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, what's their name? The crazy disco lot, the the German disco lot, Boney M. That's it. <laughs> wow, I'm doing Where well today. Yeah, I got there in the end. Um, but yeah, they uh, maybe are. Some would say maybe not industrial, but they were massively involved with the industrial hip hop lot. Consolidated. Fairly industrially to me. Mm-hmm, fair, and they were involved with Consolidated and people like that. He was kind of linked to them at points, and did lots and lots of weird dance floor tracks I saw him at the Purple Turtle in 2011 um, that was kind of amazing and then at Cold Waves um, where it was alright but I'd already seen him before so you mean you saw a gig at the Purtle that was good I saw a few gigs at the Purtle that was good the sound wasn't phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> what else would you expect did you ever like me Pete I never really knew them they were one of those bands that passed me by hmm. fair enough okay that makes sense actually uh, possibly not really crossed over into your orbit with what you listened to back in the day no oh well no. Yeah, fair enough well <laughs> certainly not when you played that uh, when that song came out if that was 1997 you uh-huh. say. I mean I was still listening to Britpop then fair enough I think I've had original fire since it came out so oh <laughs> oh well well I, I confession to make you've complained in the past that sometimes I put the stuff you don't like at the end so you put it in the middle this time. Should we get rid of it now? Please. Well, good, because this is Machine and Krieger di- KR-52 versus Disruptor.
Something tells me you didn't like that. Would that be the me saying, is it done yet after only just over a minute? Yeah, that was <laughs> that was Machine and Krieger KR-52 versus Disraptor. Which, as I said to you when it was playing, that's not a name that trips off the tongue. It's really not. It's actually two named artists, one called Disraptor and one called etc. etc. Neither, um, <laughs> neither is exactly uh, trips off the tongue. Uh, that track was called Gateway off the Hans hands released album meltdown yeah, what a surprise yeah from 2010 um very simple german rhythm and noise they've been on hands for over a decade they were fantastic at infest 2011 although i suspect or if i recall correctly you ran the bar. you were in the bar yeah um and you really didn't nope, like them then nope, either no 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 yeah but they do exactly what they say on the tin you know exactly what to expect from them and they're great to listen to in small doses if you like Nasty nope. power, industrial nope. power noise. Nope. Nope. <sighs> well, I said I'd get that one out of the way, right? Thing is, you're probably not going to like the next one either. His ministry.
That was, of course, Ministry with You Know What You Are from remarkably their 1988 album, The Land of Rape and Honey, which was released on Sire back then, which was also the the point where Ministry went from being a weird synth-pop band to being an industrial metal band that we all know nowadays. I just think many people remember that they did synth-pop. Oh, a lot of people remember that. Al Jorgensen would like us all to forget that he did (laughs) synth-pop. But, so you're doing your bit to help people remember by mentioning it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, to be fair, he did play every day, it Hall- should be Halloween, on, acoustically last year at the end of his show in London, which was kind of silly fun. Uh, so he's kind of embraced it a bit nowadays, but we're not going to get any others of Twitch. Um, but the other reason I picked that particular song is because Bill Riflin or William Riflin, who died recently, uh, plays drums on that track. Um, but that track is nasty and evil, and I have at least three covers of it, maybe four, um, but... The, the, the album title, of course, comes from, weirdly, the, uh, the, the sign of Tisdale, Saskatchewan in, in Canada, which said, the land of rape and honey, because, of course, it's in a load of rapeseed fields. Um, they changed their sign in 2016, eventually. Surprised it took them that long, to be honest. <laughs> there was a lot of comment about that. <laughs> Amazing how that works out, isn't it, really? Um, but, yes, uh, ministry are incalculably important, particularly if you listen to US industrial let's maybe not talk quite so much about some of their newer stuff. Yeah, didn't you want to give one of their albums... Uh... Zero. Yes, yes I did. Uh, the One of the only zeros I've ever given, actually. Uh, and they, yeah, you put a few people off buying it, thanks to that review. I think I did. Uh, it was also, a, they were appallingly bad live around that time as well, but I, I went back again last year, and they did a half-hour, 45-minute set of newer stuff, and then a 45-minute set of the old hits from around this period, and they were amazing. Um, it was full of macho bullshit in the crowd, but it was excellent fun to hear, uh, and kind of helped to put in the memory uh, out of the memory all the shit stuff that I've, they've done in recent years. So I think I'm willing to give them a pass on that one. Uh, but yes, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to know where to start with industrial with guitars, Old Ministry's pretty much a good place to start. <laughs> you know, the land of rape and honey, the mind is a terrible thing to taste, and Psalm 69 are basically your set texts. Go away and listen to them. Come back, then rejoin us. Even you like bits of ministry, don't you? Like, maybe two songs? I... They just, I don't know, it's weird. They never clicked for me in the way that they really, you know, on paper should have done. I don't know. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Alright, fair enough. Okay. Daisy well. and her usual not actually liking much in the way of industrial really music. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you don't have to like everything. And yeah, I'm a lifelong ministry fan, like many of my friends are, and most of us listen to them and know the songs off by heart, and that's just the way it is. It's fine. Um, I'll probably not see them again live now. I don't think I've got any need to. If gigs happen again at any point in the near future. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've heard him say he doesn't have any need to see bands again before now, and then he's gone and seen the bands again, so... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, shall we move on? Let's. Let's move on to another obscure band from the Midwest of America. Uh, this is Mind Flux Funeral.
that was the perhaps rather obscure Mind Flux funeral with Don't Fall Back from Teatro de Revelacion of Bit Riot, Bit Riot Records in 2007. An album I bought at the time when it came out, label mates of Cyanotic, very skinny puppy influenced industrial, probably not your bag. A little bit forgettable. Oh. Sorry. I just, like, I've already forgotten and it's literally three seconds since you pressed stop on playing that song. Oh. It, just oh oh well not one daisy liked then um I, I i honestly don't have a lot about that band because i remember that they appeared and then disappeared and then returned with a, a second album seven years later and it wasn't as good as the first uh, very much my kind of thing you know kind of weird experimental industrial um but appreciably not your thing um, probably something you never actually heard me play. I, I, I pl- occasionally play it on Tuesdays oh, in Sheffield. I might have forgotten. Ha ha, yes, you may well have done. You may well have done. Um, well, let's move on then in that case, and it's probably something next you're not going to like either. I'm clearing out a lot of M's to this week that you're not going to like a lot of it, but there is some stuff in here that you will like. Did you ever like Mortis? <laughs> Survey says no. Well, anyway, here's Mortis.
Still not sold on Mortis? Not sold on Mortis. Didn't think so somehow. Um, this is from the period where Mortis went industrial rock in the early 2000s. It was actually quite good fun, even if he had the silly troll mask and stuff still on at that time. Um, although Mortis's story is kind of weird. He originally was in em- a very early version of Emperor as a teenager, and then I'm not sure whether this was a media made-up thing or not, but he had to leave Norway for unspecified reasons when he was about 17 or 18. Um, left Emperor, started recording what basically became the f- some of the first dungeon synth weirdness. That's not a fucking genre. It is a genre, apparently. It's not uh, a genre. Um, but I remember some um, fairly uh, snarky reviews of him with a drum kit playing behind a cage at Slimelight when he released the Stargate, which he's been recently uh, revisiting. Um, and everybody was like, what the fuck? Um, and then he moved into this, and he's continued with the industrial rock and some industrial experimental stuff since. Um, he continues plugging away. He's got a fairly big fan base. He's got his own little niche. Who he, am I to judge? Well, quite. Uh, and, you know, the stuff that he did, the, the Smell of Rain and the um, and this album that this comes from, which, checking my notes, is uh, called The Grudge, which was out on Earache in 2004, um, is, uh, is uh, you know, pretty solid albums at the time. Although he seemed to fade away, I think, maybe because tastes changed at the time. Uh, very much so. And Earache have never been great at developing bands, uh, <laughs> uh, as uh, as other bands will attest. I'm <laughs> pitch shifter um, at the time. So, <laughs> hey-ho. Um, anyway, um, you might like some of the later stuff in this set, but you're probably not going to like the next song either. Yeah. And there's a second reason why not. But this this artist uh, is a artist called Manufacturer. Yeah. 
So there's two reasons why you probably didn't like that. <laughs> yes. Not only is it Manufacturer, who were a nastily dark ambient noise band of the late 2000s and then returned a bit a few years ago on Crunchpod, and that comes from uh, the... God, what is that EP called? Because I was looking at it a minute ago. Uh, In the Company of Wolves from 2007 uh, with The Operative. Uh, But that's also a Swans cover uh, from their much derided Burning World album, but the one truly great song on that called God Damn the Sun, um, which I've seen Michael Jura do live uh, and is perfection, and I know full well that you would hate it. Yep. Even though it's an acoustic ballad. Yep. Yep. Um, But yes, Manufacturer had... Uh, was the project of Carlos M, uh, and it had occasionally questionable themes and lyrics. Um, he, oh. There was some questionable misogyny in some of his earlier stuff, that's for oh, sure. Oh, well, there's another reason for me not to like well, it then, right? I was, I was building up to that, um, which is why I chose the Swan song and not one of the other songs, because there were some particularly unpleasant titles, and it was just like... Uh. However, he needs to be mentioned, and, it needs to, and I needed to mention that. And I will say, once again... Misogyny is not a music genre. Can we please stop now? As Daisy is wearing said t-shirt right now. <laughs> By chance, By actually. By chance. Um, shall I play something you might like more? As long as it's not misogynistic, sure. Yes, it's German synth pop. <laughs> uh, this Maybe is me- that could be misogynistic, I suppose. I'm pretty sure this is not. Uh, this is Mellotron. <laughs> Blind, vertraut. 
bist es nicht wert. Du bist es nicht wert. Some good wholesome German synth pop from Mellotron with Du bist echt Wert from Virtual on Out of Line in 2014. I like quite like Mellotron. They're not always brilliant, but they kind of do solid melodic synth pop. It's fine, yeah. It's, I, it's probably better than most of the stuff you've heard today. Yeah. Yeah, thought as much. But yeah, I mean, it's it's synth pop. Yeah, it does what it says on the tin, basically. Um, we've been meaning to have them over to the UK a couple of times. I'm sure they were announced for Infest at one point and never made it. And I can't remember why or when, but I'm sure they were announced at one point and it got cancelled. Um, much to our disappointment, because we'd all been hoping to see Mellotron for ages, because they don't play over here. Um, they are distinctly a German band who've been playing the festival since the 90s, because... You know, that's how German festivals work. The same bands play each year <laughs> on a rotation, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're good. They're like, you know, if you like that kind of thing, you'll be aware of them and you'll know their songs. If you're not, well, you know, they're probably not going to mean anything to you. Um, who's next? Ooh, yes, of course. Um, this is MC Lord of the Flies versus Pig, uh, otherwise known as Mark Heal from Cubanate.
a slight cheat but that was MC Lord of the Flies versus Pig Mark Heal with the, what was his first return before Cubanate returned really uh, on a s- set of sessions that he did with Raymond Watts where it became a couple of Pig tracks and a couple of Mark Heal tracks but basically delivered what we expected it to do I went to the launch party for that at Mark's old studios it was quite good fun um, but it was a, it was an entertaining uh, entertaining EP and that track was by miles the best of the tracks on it uh, one of the tracks uh, Another of the Pig tracks ended up on the later Pig album that came a couple of years later, and we'll be talking about Pig in a couple of episodes' time, no doubt. Um, but yes, that was released in 2015 on the Compound Eye Sessions EP on Armalite. Uh, I like that a lot, uh, and it's uh, one of those EPs that I still go back to now. Um, and, you know, kind of gave us a pointer as to where Mark was going and where Cubanate were going to return and how they worked out, which basically meant it sounded kind of like we'd expect it to. So I. If Mark's listening to this, you know, <laughs> take, <laughs> take that as a, take that as approval, Mark. It was alright. Yeah, you're nice and enthusiastic today. I'm very enthusiastic today. Sorry, I'm just a bit exhausted. Yes. All this doing nothing in lockdown. Yeah, huh. It's uh-huh. tiring. Yeah, but uh, it's. Yeah, I mean that sort of stuff isn't hugely the sort of thing I like, but it's fine. 
I think we can take that as a thumbs up, a tentative thumbs up. Um, so we're going to move on to actually now what is possibly the newest track I've ever played on this, in that this was released literally in the last couple of weeks. Uh, this is Matt Hart. <laughs>
was Matt Hart with Trilith, the brand new single from his latest ongoing sci-fi concept saga, Tales of Terror. I quite like that, actually. Uh, it's uh, Some of his earlier stuff was maybe a little too close to some of his influences, but that's him forging a new sound, and I quite like that. You? Not really your bag. Mm, not really my bag. I, again, you know, I'm sure it's fine as what it is. I just don't... I, I, at the moment, I'm going through a phase of not being massively into guitar-y stuff in the industrial. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, Matt Hart comes uh, as a little background. Matt Hart uh, used to be in Concrete Lung early on. Um, was one of their synth players. Uh, and uh, I believe was a military musician in his day job. Uh, and, uh, and has grown into making his own industrial music in recent times. Um he was one of the first person, people I saw when I went to Chicago the first time. We ran into him in the bar at the first night of Cold Waves. <laughs> and you and Jerry went, oh, it be, won't be long before he sees someone he knows. Yeah, I think we were placing bets on how long it would take Adam in a city right across the bloody ocean for the first time to how long it would take Adam to actually meet someone he, he knew. And I think both of us... Overestimated how long it would take. Well, I think after you'd agreed this at the bar, thirty seconds later, I get yeah. a tap on the shoulder, going, "Hey, Adam, how are you?" I think we and Jerry just downed our drinks at that point. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks, Matt, for that. If you're listening, um, but yeah, um, Matt's stuff. There's a an album and a whole set of EPs and singles kicking around on his Bandcamp, MattHarp.Bandcamp.com. Um, all well worth checking out, uh, and uh, and you know. I'm happy to include newer industrial bands because, you know, the scene isn't dying yet uh, and there is still stuff to keep listening to. Uh, we shall move on now to a name that I'm probably going to mispronounce because it's in Czech, even though the artist is French. Obviously. I'll explain later. This is Melada Fronte. <laughs> Thank you. 
See, the problem with Blada Fronta, uh, and that track, by the way, was Apocalyptic America from Tribal Apocalyptic Trance uh, in 1995, is that they basically change their style every single album, and there's 14 of them. <laughs> I have one. I have 10 of them in one set uh, that Artifact released a few years ago, which is how I picked that up. Uh, and the main problem is, is that trying to work out how to describe them, well, they're an electro-industrial band that happen to investigate basically every possible style going. Um, they're nowadays just Remy Pileshi, uh, but they were a four-piece at one point, uh, and got their name from a Czech newspaper, uh, Mlada Fronta, which I believe means Young Front or Youth Front or something such, and they're a major media group in the Czech Republic nowadays. Um, so I, God knows where the name, why they picked that name, but um, kind of have flown under the radar quite a lot over the years and have always been quite interesting. But well, I guess they're not going to be accused of just playing the same old stuff every time if they keep changing it up well there's absolutely no doubt about that um it's quite a daunting discography though because you don't know where it's one of those where you don't know where to start well what's great well kind of all pretty good what kind of thing do you want to listen to um um okay so yeah that 10 cd album was quite something to get through it took me months to get through all of that uh, when i bought it uh, but but it's quite good um, you know, it's, uh, I, I, probably some of it would not be your thing. <laughs> but then probably some of it would, if it's so different. Yeah, actually, yeah. Maybe I should send it all your way sometime oh. and see how you get on. There's a challenge for you. Oh. Yeah, all right, maybe oh. not. Maybe not. Well, well, let's let's finish up with one last song today, because uh, this will then finish the letter M and we move on to N Oh, my God, we've made it halfway through the alphabet. It's taken us... 20 episodes and but, two years. I was going to yeah. Two and a half years, in fact. Oh, oops. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the last act, the last act today is actually someone that I think you really quite enjoyed at Infest when they played a few mm. years ago. Mm. This is me, the tiger.
that was Me the Tiger with Pocket Sized Edition ending from their, I believe, one and only album, Me the Tiger, actually, from 2013. They'd already been out for three years by the time we saw them at Infest. Yeah. Um, but that was the standout song when they played live, and uh, and a number of our friends, our friend Tim included, were like massive consumers of that album and listened to it constantly for weeks I think, afterwards. Can I remember seeing them at Infest? I think you bought the album rather than me. Did I? Yes. Are you sure? Well, we certainly own it. <laughs> Maybe I did. You sure? Possibly I slipped it in. Was that one of the years we were working? Yeah. Maybe I slipped it into your big pile of CDs mm-hmm. that you took in kind rather than uh, being paid. Yeah, it could well have been. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm sure that you bought that. But I really quite like them. Kind of, you know, nice, bright Swedish synth poppy rock that has lots and lots of big hooks and lots of big choruses. You know, like what I like synth pop <laughs> to do. I'm sure I probably did like them four years ago, and I've probably completely, it appears I've completely forgotten about them since, but yeah, that was quite nice. Hmm, maybe you should go revisit the album again. <laughs> yeah, I should. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that's, that ends, that ends halfway. We're at halfway. Will we make Five. it to episode 40 for the other oh, half? Um, There's more awkward letters on this, but we'll probably take about 10 episodes to get through S. <laughs> yeah, I think you were... We'll, we'll, we'll still be alive to get through the episode Z. I mean, God, it'll be like another 50 years or something. Uh, it won't be that long. Right? Let's see how we get on. Uh, what else has been going on recently? Well, there's certainly, <laughs> there's certainly been no gigs. Uh, oh, anything. Yeah. Nothing, well, nothing. Um, well, I'm, I'm piping my own horn on a model of control.com. We've had the, I've just completed, as I speak today, the uh, best albums of the last decade. Which, in a shock to listeners, in his top 20 were no less than eight that I actually like. Including the number one. Very much including the number one, which I won't mention what it is because I don't want to spoil it for you. No, you should go away and read it. But the number one album is very, very good. As it bloody should be. I put it at the top of my list. Um, but yes, there's a whole mix of stuff in there. It's not all industrial, as I As, as I you liked. can tell from the fact that I like some of it. <laughs> yes. Um, but the majority of it is, uh, and that's kind of the core of what I do. Um, we will continue with this podcast in the coming weeks. There's interviews up recently with uh, Then Come Silence, who are amazing goth rock, and Rotosand, who are a popular industrial combo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha-ha. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, and there are other things that I have in, in mind coming up as well that will be featured. And inc- your uh, singles, songs of the songs of, of the decade. month. Yeah, songs of the decade coming in a couple of months. Um, and there will also be the long delayed in oral industrial history of the bits of the UK that uh, has just had to take on a back burner while we've been doing some other things recently, but that will come too. Yeah, um, I mean, there's not really much coming up lately because everything's cancelled. There's a lot of live streams of various gigs and clubs and things. Well, which... and, and indeed I am doing one or two in coming weeks. Uh, one probably not relevant to the listeners of this, for the most part, but I'm uh, resurrecting my old Extreme Metal Night Stormblast for a one-off trial on thursday of a couple of hours and yeah then, um, i won't be attending that and then we're bringing back rivet with uh, with my cohort andy raven sable on the first of may uh details will be on the model of control.com in due course uh-huh. otherwise hit us up on facebook facebook.com slash model of control otherwise i can't think of anything else particularly that's going on at the moment if you no. there's plenty of clubs doing their things on facebook and various 
yeah, check um, over the weekend. Have a look at the events guide that I post on a Friday. The Google Calendar on there has as many live streams as I hear about. Quite get nice going to a club where you know you're going to be able to not have to queue for the toilet and the drinks are cheap. Yeah, quite. It was good fun, wasn't it? On the virtual <laughs> goth night on Friday night. And maybe we should do that again sometime. <clears throat> so anyway, um, well, uh, as we get to the end of this, thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll be back with Transmission 021 in a few weeks' time. And it will be a few weeks' time, because I'll find <laughs> yeah, a way to make sure we said that before. Haha, <laughs> 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 yes. No, this one will be quicker. Um, well, thanks for listening. I've been Adam. I'm Daisy. And we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>